Welcome to Recruiting Daily's Use Case Podcast, a show dedicated to the storytelling that happens or should happen when practitioners purchase technology. Each episode is designed to inspire new ways and ideas to make your business better as we speak with the brightest minds in recruitment and HR tech. That's what we do. Here's your host, William Tincup. Ladies and gentlemen, this is William Tincup, and you're listening to the Use Case Podcast. Today we have Lisa on from Gable, and we're going to be learning all about her firm and the business case, the use case for why uh, her customers buy Gable. So let's just jump into introductions. Lisa, would you do us a favor, the audience a favor, and introduce both yourself and Gable? Of course. Uh, first of all, very excited to be here. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Um, so a little bit about me. Uh, I'm based in San Francisco in the past two and a half years. I came here to do a business degree at Stanford, um, graduated in 2020. And prior to that, um, I worked as an executive at Microsoft, um, hence the heavy uh, Israeli accent. I was um, um, grew up most of my life in Israel, so most of my life, mo- most of my professional career spent um, there. Uh, I did uh, various engineering and product management roles, um, and prior to that, I was a captain in the Israeli intelligence unit. So uh, was the most fun and intense uh, thing uh, that I did my entire life, and my uh, fascination with remote work actually started. Uh, really during my time at Microsoft and progressed during my time at Stanford. So at Microsoft, I was managing teams um, and working with teams across literally all time zones, whole locations. I had people from Australia, Asia, um, Europe, you name it, US, of course, probably we worked with with them. Uh, So I was very familiar with that Um, and also that really brought me to to founding Gable because I also experienced firsthand what it is to be a remote employee. Um, and I got really fascinated with um, circular economy, really how to leverage underutilized locations uh, during my time at Stanford. And really Gable started as a project um, at that time. Um, so after I graduated, we really formed this company. Um, my co-founder, whose name is Omri, he, he and I go way back when. We worked together at Microsoft and we actually know each other for over 10 years. Um, and what is Gable? So Gable, we like to see it as the first workspace as a service company. We really help, uh, and, and basically our, our big goal is to create this workforce management platform to help um, employees work where and when uh, they want, but also providing uh, employers with the tools and the platform to manage the distributed workforce across all state cities or wherever the employees are. So it's a little bit about myself and Gable. I love it. I love all of it. And I'm, I'm sure with the Israeli uh, intelligence, there's not much you can tell us about your time there. Uh, no, uh, <laughs> only that I can tell you a fun fact that I actually met my husband during that time. So that that, that I can share. <laughs> I, I, I there's you know there's a lot of great tech coming yeah. out of Israel, a lot of HR and uh, recruiting tech that's coming out of Israel, which is fascinating. Um, so Workspace has a service. So 
I think for folks that, that are listening that have come up to have come up through HR or TA, they're they're going to see that as collaboration, communication, file management, etc. Some of those are probably components uh, of what you're thinking about, but you're also thinking about something broader and uh, and and across again across the the globe, right? So the globe is our town pool. This, this, which is wonderful, uh, but it's also has been at least historically difficult to onboard people and get teams on the same page, et cetera. So let's go, let's dig a little bit deeper into workspace as a service because I, I love the concept. Thank you. So think about this, how I really like to see us as a vertically integrated solution. So um, until this point, we've partnered with close to 200 um, flexible spaces. We actually uh, leverage underutilized locations, but also traditional real estate as well. We've partnered with um, boutique, boutique hotels, lofts, um, corrigan spaces, and also traditional real estate to provide those flexible configurations for company employees to work from. Um, on top of that, we've created this cable platform um, that caters to um, two types of personas, I would say. One are the employees themselves. So they have one stop shop, one single pane of glass in order to book spaces, um, to in order to collaborate, to work by themselves or whatever they need actually um, on a company pre-approved locations. They can book either to the Gable uh, flex spaces that are provided to them or even book a seat in their own office. The, the cool thing here is that they can actually see who else is coming in each and every one of the locations, coordinate together and really focus on this collaboration aspect that you mentioned as well. Um, on top of that, uh, on the flip side, I would say, we provide this dashboard of insights to company, uh, to company uh, leaders that can be HR, people operation, director of workplace, CEO, C-suite in general, I would say, of course, depends on the company size uh, and the scope, um, but really provide them with uh, a view of their entire distributed workforce in terms of um, where are your employees working from? Are they working from flex spaces? Are they working from the HQ? What's the capacity in all of these locations? Should you increase or decrease um, some of these uh, locations based on what you actually see that is being used? Um, also, let's say um, you want to understand who are the, the teams that use it the most? Do you see some deviation in this as well? And what, what is actually the purpose of employees coming to these spaces? Is it productivity, is it collaboration? And you have all of this embedded into our software. Uh, which really provides a unique insights uh, uh, for decision makers, I would say. Um, and that's what we, we believe is, a re is one of the biggest powers of Gable. Um, yeah. Well, you know, one of the things I, uh, I love is this is, a, this is also a recruiting tool, right? Because uh, companies that have, um, that have Gable can then tell, you know, candidates, hey, listen, you can work for, from wherever you want to work. We have plenty 100%, of spaces. 100%. Right? 100%. You, you, you work from home? Great. You want to work at the corporate headquarters? Fantastic. But there's also all kinds of options, which I think was really what's interesting about this is, is as people travel, 
So as we get past, you know, if we get past COVID and people start to travel, they can, you know, you, you know, if you're in Europe, you can just literally go from workspace to workspace and, uh, and just make your reservations, go in, work where you're going to work, go on to the next thing. So there's a kind of an ultimate flexibility to this. Exactly. And I also think that there is a benefit of having, you know, one provider in a sense, mm-hmm. right? So think about, yeah. you know, people now that are tackling this problem that they, in a sense, didn't have before in that capacity, right? So uh, people operations, HR leaders, they're basically, now they have a distributed workforce. They want to provide them with those flexible spaces, right? Because it, it is in fact like a, a recruiting tool. It becomes a competitive edge. But now every new location effectively that you hire, you need to do this onboarding process again and again and again. Uh, but what, by working with Gable, you actually have one-stop shop for that, right? You need a space, we will provide it to you wherever you are. We, that's, that's why I love the workspace as a service because we literally grow with a company. I love it. It's, you know, on the on attraction side, which we, we just talked about, it's also an engagement retention tool, you know, where, yeah, again, companies... You know, companies that, that have this, you, you use the words competitive edge, which which is absolutely correct. It's also a way that, that you, if you mirror the way that folks want to work, and because of COVID, we've, we, you know, we were already on a path for, for remote work, of course, but by and large, we taught people that they can pretty much do any knowledge worker job from anywhere in the world. Now... <laughs> now what now 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 that you know you see you you know see in the papers uh you know people wanting to return to work or return to office and i find it fascinating it's the it's like they you know what did they not learn about their workforce that i mean some people want to go into an office i get that and and the total respect for that but by and large most folks if if they could work from home or from another location of their choice, they would. I agree. I completely agree. And I think that's a paradigm shift. Like mm-hmm. one, a lot of the things that we've seen is that effectively, I think there was just an article released by Gartner, um, I think in June, that they, they stated that by end of 2021, um, 50% of knowledge workers are going to be either remote or hybrid. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's about 50, uh, 50 million knowledge workers across the U.S. And, and this is just by end of 2021. And I think the key here is exactly what you said, that, you know, I do value people that say, yeah, I want to go to, an, to the office. But one thing, it might not be an office of the company. Why does it have to be that? That's one right. thing. And the second thing, does it mean that you need to come five days a week? No. You probably want to come once, twice to meet with colleagues or just have, you know, a change of scenery and things like that. And this requires a fundamental restructure, I believe, both in terms of our people and how do we manage these people, but also how do we treat space as space and what is really a company space in that sense. It's interesting because we're, we're seeing in, in both HR and TA that, that the word commute is, yeah. <laughs> is there's a there's a there's an, a reflux to that <laughs> into the word commute which is fascinating on some levels because you live in the bay area so you, you know you you 
historically, you know what, you know, an hour and a half or two hour commute would have looked like. And uh, again, we've taught people, yeah, you don't have to do that. Um, I agree. So, to, agree. Agree. Um, well, I think to be honest, oh, sorry. Yes, please go ahead. Oh, no, no, no. Go ahead. Um, just fun fact, like for me, I used to commute. I When I was at Stanford, I used to commute um, an hour and a half each way um, on the call train when, because I lived in San Francisco um, during that time. And I, it was brutal to be honest. And now I cannot even imagine, mm-hmm. uh, I cannot even imagine doing this again um, because if I want a space, I just go to my neighborhood location and work from there. And I think this is, by the way, one of the key things is that there is, it's not by, by coincidence that you, you know, there is a reflux effect when you talk about commute, because it's, by, by the way, it's two, two folds here. One is for the employee that don't want to have a commute, but um, employees do want to have a space to work from. So I think that's part of the rise of those, um, you know, these hyperlocal locations. But the, on the other hand, also from the employer side, um, um, providing this benefit of commute in a sense, like covering the cost of commute, it is a high cost. And, and one thing it's high cost and then add on having a permanent office. So it is on both ends, something that I, I see is being reconsidered. Uh, uh, and if it isn't, uh, I don't think the I don't think the company is competitive. I mean, again, it's kind of an mm-hmm. adapt or die uh, thing, which it always has been. I mean, that's that's not that's not a new concept in and of itself. You mentioned analytics on on the at the beginning of the call, and I want to kind of get back to that real quick, yep. so that so that the you know folks can really understand when they look into Gable what they can see and, and also, you know, not just currently, but what you want them to see in the future. Like where do you want, you know, analytics in the future to be for, for your customers? Great question. So really my vision for Gable is to, to have, I would say every company that has employees in a sense would want to use Gable. That's how I see it. Um, because the fact that we see who is going where and when, you know, now, which is a starting point, we can really help um, companies make sure that their culture is implemented correctly. The employees are happy and productive by really, because think about it, what they did before, what you had before was just going to an office and assuming that, you know, if they're coming and you see it and you see people, then they're okay. But it's completely different now. And I think, having those uh, analytics and by analytics, I'm saying we provide, um, we provide views on the capacity for each and every location. Again, whether this is a gable space or a flex space, um, who are the top users? Um, which spaces are the top most used spaces? Why are the most used spaces? Maybe we can adjust, maybe we should increase. Um, also, what's the purpose of employees that are coming? Uh, coming to those spaces. And also on a broader level, how I see this is really um, for Gable to integrate with, with HR tools, communication tools, really to have, think about this, every new employee um, that is onboarded, we automatically um, onboard them to Gable. They can actually see a book together. Uh, we can see the trends of, you know, what do we expect 
as a you know as a baseline of good employee engagement right what are the deviations from it even understanding where your workforce is right whether at home or how do they spend their time their time it's crucial on really how do you build your culture going forward and also how do you make business decisions in terms of growth right um, and really that's how I see this play out uh, becoming um, in a sense a system of a record for companies to use Gable on an ongoing basis to help them uh, make sure that their employees are happy their culture is what is expected um, and also there there are um, making the right business decisions in terms of their workspace. So talk to us about a little bit about what's the, what's the, the buyer look like, the buyer persona, and also what the prima facie business case is for, for Gable. Great question. Um, so a few things. In terms of the buyer persona, um, it would be either people operations, um, director of workplace, or um, chief people officers, uh, HR personas, of course, um, then that handle this, you know, the everything that is related both to the workplace and experience and culture, and of course the people. Um, so these are the people that we primarily work with uh, when we when we offer Gable. In terms of the use case, they, I would say there are, there are two key ones. One is for, of course, companies that are fully remote that want, or went fully remote that want to provide this flexible space and, and an option for their employees. And by the way, a lot of it comes from the employees um, that they want this. And then they want to provide a solution that one makes sense for them in terms of one cost to deployment of locations and flexibility there. And three, really a key selling point is having the visibility of usage. Um, so that is, um, that is one, um, I would say, scenario. The second scenario are, is for companies that are hybrid, meaning that they have some office presence, uh, I would say, but still have either um, some portion of their workforce dis- distributed. But again, they, their culture is not office-based, I would say. So for these companies, we're able to offer basically the best scenario, right? Because the employees can use Gable, the, the Gable software in order to reserve seats or, or book everything, whether the, this is in the Gable spaces or the company, um, company headquarters. And again, for decision makers to have this visibility on what is the preference, what's better, what's, what is going on um, going forward. Um, so these were the these are the primary use cases that we see um, for companies choosing to work with Gable. I love it when they when when your prospects do a demo of Gable. What do they fall in love with? Well, I, I would say the spaces. Uh, I am very proud of it. We created some amazing partnerships along the way. Um, really, with one of the things that we we started as as we started Gable, we thought about brand recognition and um, making sure that even though our spaces are very different, they have a common thread of quality. And that was really a key thing here. So I would say one thing is the, is the, um, the spaces. The second is really the ease of use um, for the employees, because basically they can reserve a seat. They don't need to think about payments. They see who else is coming. Everything is just a click of a button away. Um, and it's very appealing for them. 
And third is, is the data analytics, which is basically very unique. It is uh, one of the biggest things that we've invested in the past few months um, for employers. Because one of the things that uh, are really challenges uh, for companies right now, and I'm sure you, you hear this, is, okay, um, people have surveyed a lot, like people, are, um, you know, HR functions have did a lot of surveys on return to workplace, but what is really going to happen in reality? And this is something that nobody knows. Um, so by having this, this um, visibility is something that, I would say closes the deal <laughs> in a sense. Yeah, and it creates a kind of an ultimate flexibility because uh, everyone's going to have a different version or a different idea of what hybrid is uh, or even what remote is. So I love that. Uh, pricing model, and again, not down to the dollars and cents, but just what's, your, what's, what's the way that y'all go to market right now with pricing? Uh, great question. So we have um, two main models, I would say. Uh, one is um, that we, for companies, we, we offer something that's called like a pay-as-you-go, that basically a lot of companies start like this, that they, we just give them an option to onboard employees to the, flex, to the flexible spaces that we have in the locations that they want, or we, of course, um, um, source them the locations. Um, and then they only pay by, the, by consumption, effectively. And that gives them a really good sense of... Um, how much is the workforce is actually using that? And another alternative that we have is a, is a subscription-based model um, that, that uh, employees can use any of the gable spaces across um, that is available on our network um, that, that are, um, are approved by the company um, for $2.99 flat rate. And finally, we have another combination that is basically dedicated spaces uh, for these companies. And it, again, it, it ranges uh, for about $2.99 per employee per month. Um, so really, really affordable prices. Yeah, considering uh, most of that's against what used to be considered kind of headquarter space, right? Big giant office towers and, and things like that. If you can, uh, you know, if the company can get out of those things, and work the way that employees want to work. It's good for engagement, better experience. It's a recruiting tool. It's a retention tool. But also you're just spending money in a different way and in a way that best suits your teams and best suits your, your people. Uh, so I can see happiness going up, et cetera. Um, last question is kind of your favorite customer story. Um, and again, without names uh, or anything like that, but just you know, someone that basically you know, started and uh, maybe they, they can't see, you know, they can't imagine a life without Gable. Definitely. Um, so I'll share a recent, recent one, which our, really our team is, is really proud of. Um, so we started working with a company that um, was based in New York. Um, they had about two, they're now reaching probably 250 employees at the moment. And they, um, they used to have an office based in New York, and now they've gone almost fully remote. Um, the employees moved across the state uh, to multiple locations. And we started with a small pilot with them in Chicago and Manhattan. They loved it. They just loved it. We had such great experience on both ends working with them. 
and we literally uh, they signed uh, on 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 working on transitioning their entire teams uh, to working with Gable, and we deployed uh, deployed. Now it's ten states uh, of spaces for the employees to to work from, and it's been honestly amazing to see the feedback. The exactly with the key things that I mentioned before, we we get. Uh, we get um, heart emojis and like really fun stuff that they're sending us. Uh, and it's, it's just incredible to be honest. It's incredible, you know, as a founder and, and, you know, having such a small but resilient team to see that we were able to cater to a needs, with, um, you know, for a company that is now 250 employees, it's quite amazing for us and seeing them, you know, using this and literally, They've seen that um, on one location they have 100% capacity, honestly, and they um, they now increase this um, this week um, to more locations in that area because they see that there is a huge demand, and it's amazing. They couldn't have done this without Gable, um, right. and I'm very proud, honestly, very proud. It was a very proud moment for us, and uh, we're still working with them, of course. Um, and we see them really as a partner in a sense. They they help us shape the product. We are extremely customer obsessed. Um, so it's really about the experience. Um, I would say this is one of my proudest moments. Uh, I love it. I love yeah. I love it on a lot of levels. But but you know the thing <laughs> is is you know happy customers, but also understanding you know they they their understanding of their own team. And uh, yes, their own employees, and and reacting to that instead of forcing them into some type of model, it's it's more or less let's react to the way that you want to work. You want to work in Denver, and you want to work from home, but you also want the occasional uh, gable space. Fantastic, you know, go on, schedule it. Like there's no there's such a there's no friction in that, which I I think is good for employees, but also on the analytics side on the back end. You can see, as an ops person, you can see the consumption. Something's not Agreed. working, or an area is not working, Agreed. or whatever. Then you can roll things down. You can roll things up, uh, which is exactly what the workforce needs. So, Lisa, this has been amazing. Uh, thank you for coming on the Use Case Podcast and explaining Gable to us. Thank you for having me. Uh, I had a great time. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. And thanks for everyone listening to the Use Case Podcast. Until next time. You've been listening to Recruiting Daily's Use Case Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite platform and hit us up at recruitingdaily.com.